In this essay, we discuss why evangelism, as it builds the church, comprises the scientific proof of God. We also explain how proving God is disproving this world system we are in, often referred to as Babylon. The scientific proof of God is an issue because if the existence of God is proven, we are forced to condemn 6,000 years of history. How do you feel about a theory that proves you and all of your ancestors were at best confused and at worst, demonic? If not, why is the existence of God still an issue in 2022? Why is unemployment and poverty still around? What possible harm could there be in knowing God exists? No one is emotionally invested in whether gravity waves or unicorns exist. The existence of God matters only if good and evil refer to two distinct and incompatible ways of living. It is important to understand why the reluctance. Why is there not more enthusiasm for proving the existence of God? Would we lose our job if God is proven to exist? Would the infrastructure we have built be destroyed once the existence of God is proven? Why the reticence to help? Why the outright opposition to such a project? What do people think would happen if the world went from assuming God might exist to the scientific certainty that he indeed does exist? What would be the impact on your life if God stopped being a hypothetical and became a theoretical certainty? It is not just secularists who balk at helping prove the existence of God. There are Christians who argue we are saved by faith alone. They think a proof of God's existence is contrary to God's plan. This is a restatement of the claim atheists make, namely that if God wanted people to believe he could have made it impossible to doubt. The idea that an irreproachable proof of God would mean everyone would repent and be saved is not borne out by Scripture. In Exodus and in Revelation it is made clear, no amount of evidence will change the heart of the hard-hearted. But even if everyone was converted because of the proof, is that a bad thing? A proof of God is not about making atheists into Christians. Conversion is solely the province of the Holy Spirit. Scientific proof is simply what Christians ought to be doing. If we are not proving God exists, what are we doing? Indeed, it is telling that this is even an issue for Christians. What are we as the church, but a light on the hill? Do we inspire people by the quickness of our wit or the acerbity of our humor? When people convert, they are convinced God exists. We are to do the will of He who sent us. The faithful servant is rewarded. The one devoid of works, who does not produce fruit, who fails to add value to what belongs to God, is thrown out of the city into the darkness. If we are to produce good fruits, we must work in accordance with the will of God. God desires all to be saved. If we are not to hide our light, we ought not hide the evidence of our faith. But the faithful and the demonic are likewise confused by the phrase, Blessed is he who believes but has not seen, John 20 verse 29, and the just live by faith alone, Romans 1 verse 17, Galatians 3 verse 11, Hebrews 10 verse 38. 
But is not seeing the physical Jesus, what Jesus means by blessed is he who has not seen and has believed. It is the just that lives by faith alone. Justice is not an attribute of the physical world. We do not need to see Jesus to live by justice. Proving the existence of God is not about proving God's existence is compatible with the physical world. We struggle against our own fleshly desires, but we also struggle against those institutions and agencies that give weight to the needs of the flesh. A proof of God is not about proving God and the world are compatible. The proof of God will condemn the world and its ways. The problem has always been the paucity of predictions derived from claims that the existence of God has been proven. Sunsets prove God exists, but what predictions can we derive from the fact? Some groups have attempted to prove that prayers are answered, without fully understanding what prayer is or appreciating the command not to tempt or challenge the faithfulness of God, Luke 4 verse 12. If the God hypothesis is valid, it ought to be demonstrable, however. If God exists, we ought to be able to derive predictions from the fact. Evidence for God is not incompatible with faith, nor are predictions based on experimental evidence. It is a perverse sort of faith that claims a person aware of evidence has no faith. Is avoidance of evidence necessary to have faith? Or is faith aligned and substantiated by evidence? God exists is just not a proposition that can be substantiated by recourse to the realm of the physical. The real question is not if there is evidence for God or if evidence for God is compatible with faith. The question is does incompatibility with the tenets of naturalism preclude testability or verifiability? The question Christians ought to be asking is if the existence of God can be proved without substantiating the naturalist view of reality, in the process? Because that is the real issue. It is not if a proof of God is possible. Christians have proven the existence of God. What we have not done and cannot do is prove God's existence is possible within the secularist framework. We will never substantiate God's existence and confirm the position of atheists and secularists. We cannot serve two masters. We do not wish to prove the existence of God. We as believers need to prove God exists and his existence is incompatible with the hypothesis that the known universe is physical in construction. God will not permit us to prove his existence in a way that is compatible with the demonic conception of reality formulated by Satan. Jesus refused Satan's offer to control the demonic world, otherwise known as the physical world. Satan took Jesus up to the top of a mountain to view all the kingdoms he would control, under Satan. It is not enough for believers to prove God exists, Christians must prove physical reality is a misleading conception of what is. The rejection of the satanic worldview means discrediting his social system and the systems he devised for us to master each other. We cannot have two masters. We cannot straddle two worlds. There is the world of the flesh and the world of the spirit. The proof of God discredits everything the devil devised for us since the fall of man.
Inevitably, we come to the conclusion the proof of God is the opening salvo in a new stage of war between good and evil. Ultimately, the proof of God leads to the fall of Babylon and the rise of Evangeline, the city of evangelicals and the earthly manifestation of the city of God. The question that remains to be answered is how is the experiment to be conducted? What do we use to bring the experiment into the world and expand its extent? The experiment is in operation an evangelical mission. Evangelism is about the proof of God. When we bring a person to God we have, through the grace of God, proved the existence of God. This is what salvation is all about. Salvation is not specifically about introducing the person to Jesus or to the word of Scripture. It is enough if we can get the person to do the will of God. Romans 2 verses 12 to 15 For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which shew the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean while accusing or else excusing one another winky face. Christians are accustomed to thinking we are saved by faith alone as if an acknowledgement of Christ is all it takes, but the devil himself knows who Christ is. He fights Christ because he knows the power of Christ. But, as we are told repeatedly, especially by James, faith without works is dead. But good works done according to the will of God are counted as faith. Do works save us in lieu of faith? No, the Bible makes that crystal clear. But is a casual familiarity with Jesus the faith that saves? Many who call on his name will be rejected as never having been known by Jesus. The difference between works that count as faith and works that bear no fruit is evangelism. Evangelism is that class of works that build the church and therefore build up the faithful. But not all works in faith is evangelistic. Evangelism is an outward-directed mission. There is in-house works of teaching and preaching and the work of deacons. There are missions directed towards the unsaved. Both forms build the church. Shepherding builds the church from inside out and evangelism builds the church from the outside in. Evangelism does not just build up the church. This is the real line between the preacher and the evangelist. Evangelism dismantles atheism and secularism and destroys the naturalist paradigm even as it builds the church. To do evangelism right there has to have a process. Tearing down the institutions of this world and inserting the biblical equivalent is a technology. There is an algorithm that we apply. The process must have a verifiable standard to guide the operation. We must know who is bounded on earth and who has been loosened. Evangelism has an objective component based on the quantifiable variable of value and how it is tied to the building up of the church as the body of Christ. God created a way of thinking which we understand to be reality. 
What destroys the church and discredits the word of God cannot have value or generate anything of value. God has decreed that what is against him will not overcome his kingdom. His way will endure and destroy all who oppose him. So that which builds up his church has value because building up the church is doing the will of God. It is just the way it is. If we conflict with God's will, we sow the seeds of our destruction. By conflicting with God, our actions will not build up but tear down. Evil always consumes more than it produces. There are three great streams of thought that comprise reality. Politics, religion and economics form the basis of civilization. Each has its left and right components, its truth and its evil but most of this is a diversion not the real site of conflict. Evil is diversity and division. Evil pulls us apart. In the world of the sinner, politics, religion and economics are divided areas of study. In the world of God, these fields are not divided from one another. The church is not a building nor just bodies. The evangelical church is a universal social system that includes the necessary institutions. The church is one way to live and Babylon another. To distinguish the evangelical church from the world's conception of church, we have coined the term evangelin. Evangelics is a universal science or field of study. Evangelics is the pure and applied science of building up the faithful and requires we study of God from a scientific or systematic perspective. Evangelics is not just exegesis but ontology and epistemology and metaphysics. Evangelics is the study of how to experimentally demonstrate God exists while discrediting the secularist position, and this is tantamount to building the church. The church is the perfect representation of Christ on earth, which means we the believers are divided from the fallen. In part two we will discuss the details of the experiment which builds up the church of God.